You're listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Your one-stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip-Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. We are midway in the season. We've had a roller coaster ride of a year so far. Teams that we've expected to be on the top have fallen down. Teams that have lived up to the expectations are at the top. Rob, we're at Sunday, February 18th. We got the All Star game tonight. Let's go. Uh, let's run through the midseason awards, power rankings. What to expect in the second half? Yes, episode twenty. It's exciting. Episode twenty. It's a big deal, I guess. So, got some midseason awards for you guys. We watched the, uh, the. I'd say for the most part, an abysmal, Saturday. an abysmal yep. All Star Saturday night last night. But we're here with some midseason awards. Gonna hop right into it. I'm gonna start with the MVP. Obviously, heavily discussed. It's kind of it's kind of weird though because they used to announce the MVP like right after the play or like the second round of the playoffs and now they do the whole build up to June after the NBA Finals and do all that whole deal yeah, now they with try the to get the ceremony show. thing you know yeah it's kind of ridiculous but is what it is so we're gonna start with the MVP I think the clear cut MVP from my point of view has got to be James Harden no debate I think right now he's been snubbed the pat or. Not snubbed, but he's been in the conversation of neck and neck with Steph Curry and then last year with Russell Westbrook of being the MVP candidate. And I think this year he missed two two weeks, two to three weeks with a with a little injury, hamstring. So but he's back on the court and he's been playing well right as of now, heading into the all star break. Right now that we're in the all star break. The Rockets are the number one seed in the Western Conference and the number one seat or number one overall record in all of basketball. So you gotta look at it. Like, they got the best player on the team. They got the best record. You know, some debate that they got the best team, which I think is a little bit, a little far-fetched knowing that Golden State's still there. But James Harden's got to be the MVP. Lock it up. Lock it up. Yeah, I agree. James Harden, last two years, has been in the convo. He's always been around. But, you know, it comes down to is his team winning? They are winning, right? Yes, absolutely. He's leading them. He's leading them. He's scoring. He's passing. He's playing great basketball. The Houston Rockets are the number one team, as you mentioned, and they've just been balling out. Now, and some other candidates, Rob, mm-hmm. well, we both agree James Harden's the MVP. Yeah, I, but I, yeah you got to say yeah, James. Yeah, some other people that, you know, bring up people to, like, to debate the James Harden. We have uh, DeMar DeRozan, who's leading the really, Raptors right now. For the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, you got to mention DeMar. He's, been, he's really upped his game each and every season. His coach, Dwayne Casey, has been raving about him, how, how his game has just really adjusted well. Uh, you know, expanding out to the three-point game, he's still got a great mid-range, great defender, so he's a guy that has definitely got to be in the MVP conversation. Oh, yeah, for sure. We have uh, Boston Celtics, Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. who's just been balling out, but they've been slow lately. Yeah, they, they, they hit a, they they hit hit a, a rough, rough patch, patch, but, you know, Kyrie has really given that team a huge boost from what they had in Isaiah last year just by you know the eye test of watching how good they are this year and then you got LeBron of course LeBron James he's always got to be in the conversation best player in the world and throw in Kevin Durant with the Golden State For Warriors sure. on the bay so i think though like we said James Harden has got to be the most valuable player this year because of how good his team has been and you know 
you got to give him a little respect for missing the past two years of the MVP award to, to Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry. So now moving on to another award, the Rookie of the Year. This has probably got to be the most competitive award race in a while, I'd say, because, you know, everyone kind of at the beginning, they're like, oh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is going to win the win the Rookie of the Year. But Donovan Mitchell has made it a really good case yeah, for Donovan himself. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's been balling. A really good case for himself. And also, I, I mean, there everyone was kind of saying Lonzo. He's missed way too much time, I Yeah, believe. I don't think Lonzo is. Kyle Kuzma, though, is coming in hot. Dennis Smith Jr. is a guy that you also got to mention. But I think – th- Yeah. Yo, go. 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 I think, honestly, it's going to – I think – I believe Ben Simmons is going to win. But for the way that Donovan Mitchell has just come on the scene – being, I believe, the 13th pick in the draft. I don't know if it – yeah, the 13th pick, I believe. And to come in and totally – because the Utah Jazz were thought – after they lost Gordon Hayward, it was like, oh, they're completely out of the conversation. They're going to be a lottery team. They stink! You know, they got Ricky Rubio over there, and, you know, w- what's going to happen with that team? And then Donovan Mitchell just automatically comes in. Look, we're saved! And has them a couple games above 500 and looking at looking in on the playoffs. So that's kind of the argument for him. But Ben Simmons got Philly playing really well back in the playoffs. I think they're like a game out of the— No, they're in the eighth right now. Yeah, but they're— Not seventh. They're in the seventh, actually. But they're, but they're only like two or three games out from like the fourth seed. Yeah, so that's the East. Yeah, that's the East. That, that, exactly. But, I mean, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be neck and neck. I think it's really just going to be between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. Kyle Kuzma, you know. No. Not really. No. The, and a couple other guys that I would like to mention if they, if they like. Have a good second half. Heat up in the second half is Laurie Markkinen of the Chicago Bulls. Yes. That's a good. He's good been pick. balling out. And another guy to look at is De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento without George Hill now. Yes, he's taking the reins. So if he could average twenty and like eight, ooh, that's a that's a tall in the task second half. Yeah, I mean it could happen, but I really believe that it's going to be between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. I think that uh, Ben Simmons is going to end up taking it just because all the hype around him and he, he you know, yeah, he's the li- hype he, is he's there. A, but he's lived up to the hype, so you got to give him that credit. But Donovan Mitchell, man, he can play. He can really play. So that's going to be an entertaining dunk contest champion as well. Let's not mention Yeah, it even though we, we don't want to talk about the dunk contest. That was that was some garbage last night. Yeah, I'd rather, it, was, I, it was some garbage. Rob, I'd rather watch a celebrity all-star game. Absolutely. Than the hey, shout Saturday. out Quavo. Shout out Quavo for getting that MVP. Oh, yeah. That way. That way. We, yeah, we we uh we predicted it. He came through, got the MVP. That that was more honestly, it was more entertaining than all the all the events. <laughs> Although we did say Spence, I said Spencer Dinwiddie would win the skills challenge. Yeah, well, this is a good segue into our most improved player. You know, possibly, <laughs> possibly Spencer Dinwiddie because he's been balling out. Yes, he from... ha- he's been playing really well. I, I, I don't know if like I, I think it's going to go to Victor Oladipo because oh, yeah. he's gotten a huge amount of hype. But you know, Spencer Dinwiddie. I agree, Victor Oladipo is probably the front runner in this category, but Spencer Dinwiddie has definitely been balling out <laughs> since I wrecked him on the show. Yes. So stick with Spencer. Shout Dinwiddie. out to him in Brooklyn, baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that yeah, Oladipo's Oladipo is. Yeah. I, I really think Oladipo is just going to take it. Uh, we'll go to Coach of the Year. Uh, for the Coach of the Year, I gotta say it's Dwayne Casey, even though you're not a big fan of the the Toronto Raptors and what they're doing in the North. But Dwayne Casey's got them in the number one seed. I don't really think they're going to give a back-to-back. You can make the argument for D'Antoni again, but he won it last year, so yeah, I, don't I don't really so. know if they'd give it back-to-back. And they got to recognize how well he's 
he's coached that team over the years and he's got that team playing really well. So, but also another candidate candidate that can go along with with Dwayne Casey could be Brad Stevens and, and the Celtics and how they got off to their hot start. I don't think he's won Coach of the Year yet. Brad Stevens? Two years ago? He may have. He may have. I don't know. Listen. Well, well, I mean, he's a good candidate, man. Yeah, there's a couple other guys that I would say or probably you could bring into the convo. Would you could be, always say Popovich, but well, yeah, well, he's got too many I think uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, Tom Thibodeau, Ooh. who's been doing a great job yes, out in uh, Minnesota. And also Minnesota. another team, another coach, Nate McMillan from – Indiana Pacers, because, yeah. you know, coming into the scene, you thought the Pacers were going to be terrible. And yes. Instead, they're sitting at the five seed in the East right now. So that's that's great coaching. Another dark horse could be uh, Dan Snyder Dan from Snyder. Utah. Yeah. He's got that team playing really that's well. That's true. But if they make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, but also they're going to, you know, the NBA kind of. Oh, Winning. Wh- whoever's wh- on top. Yeah. Though. And, like, it's kind of weird because, like, for all the other award, uh, awards, other probably than Rookie of the Year, because a lot of Rookie of the Years come on bad teams, but I feel like a lot of the awards, other than, like, MVP, they award, like, the higher-seeded guys. Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of see that pattern. like Even in MVP. Like, even, yeah, MVP, well, like, Besides last, last year, yeah. Westbrook was, I think, OKC, they six. were, like, six, and yeah. then Harden and them were, like, two. So, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. But six man of the year, ending it off with the midseason awards. I it's going to be between the defending uh, crown, Eric Gordon, and Lou Williams. Eric Gordon, you got to look at how like you could say, oh, are they, they going to really give it him to him back to back? When why not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when Chris Paul went out, Eric Gordon stepped up into the starting lineup a couple times and stepped up huge and had like 20 to 30 point games. Really played well with James Harden, and then when James Harden went out and Chris Paul came back, and then he had to play. They played along. Eric Gordon played extremely good basketball, and I was I was always kind of on the fence with him. I was like, when he was in New Orleans, and I was like, eh, he's and L.A. L.A. He played well in, but then like when he was when he was bouncing from team to team, it was like Eric Gordon. I'm not too too sold on. He's but a when, former seventh overall pick. Yeah, but and and when he went to. When he went to Houston, man, he was, he was playing really well. And then, of course, Lou Willville, sweet Lou Williams. Sweet Lou, baby. Yeah, yeah he's. I think he's the sixth man of the year for what he's done for L.A. Too. Yeah, I. but, I mean, it's really close with those two. I think that, like, because he's kind of started a good amount of games. I don't know how much how much they're going to put into that. But, I mean, he, the dude's averaging, like, 23 points technically off the bench. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes, so. Off the bench. It's but, bad radio. But, yeah, but, I mean. Bad podcast. But, uh, you know, between those two, I don't really – it's a toss-up, man. I, I don't – you could give it to the guy with the better record or you could give it to the guy that hasn't – well, he's won before. Lou Will has won before. He's literally – they should just, like, change the statue and just change everything about it and just call it after Lou Williams. Cause or Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford oh, is yeah. also the Jamal goat Crawford. Of man <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's a toss-up between those two. So those were who that's those are who we think are gonna be the midseason awards so far. And now we're gonna head into some more storylines for the second half. Obviously, everyone's raving about the Cleveland Cavaliers and their new look, and it's been two games and they won, you know, pretty pretty easily. I mean, they beat the Celtics. They beat the Celtics, but then they played against the Western Conference teams or one of the Western Conference teams in the Oklahoma City Thunder. Obviously they won that game, but it was not not as easy as pounding the Celtics. So the thing, like, with the Celtics, everyone's like, oh, the new look, they got shooters, they got youth, everything like this. LeBron is, you know, regenerated. He's completely ready to go for the second half. 
and which I think is just you know completely BS because I think LeBron just wanted to get his way, and then once these new guys came in, he got his way, and he's like, all right, now I'm fine. I'll, I'll be able to play because, to be completely honest with you, I think that they could made a run at the top seed with Isaiah and with all those guys. Not beat, not be as successful in the playoffs maybe, but yeah. regular season, I think they LeBron could have looked the way he did in those two games and could have been fine. So the real deal with how this Cavaliers team will go is what they'll look like after the honeymoon stage. And what I mean by that is what are they going to look like after LeBron? You know, what what's going to happen when they f- face a little adversity with this new lineup? What's yep. going to happen when someone punches them in the mouth, you know? I, I think they got better. We talked about in the oh, last yeah. one. They got, they got better with the, with the additions that they got. And the bad people that they got rid of. Bad locker room guys. Oh, Isaiah yeah. Thomas. You know, Jay Crowder. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. Iman Schubert. You know I hate Isaiah Thomas. I, I don't want to even get into it because we're talking about the Cavs, Rob. Yeah. But I'm happy they sent him into L.A. on a terrible, terrible franchise right now, meaning they suck. Yeah, they're just a bad bad. So I hope team. he enjoys not making the playoffs. Yeah, he had a good game when he bounced, like, the the first game, and everyone's like, oh, Isaiah, he's no. so much better. It's like, mm, no. no, he's okay. But like, I will say the Cavs are a lot better. I think they got younger, hungrier guys as well. Yeah, Guys that want to win, and they don't want to disappoint LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Guys no. like Rodney Hood, Larry Nance, like, they're going to do what they got to do for, for I, LeBron. I, yeah, I definitely think that they com- their skills complement LeBron much better than what, what Isaiah was offering or Crowder. Crowder, I mean, I, you would have thought on paper Crowder would really benefit LeBron. Yeah, that's what I thought initially. But, but he just was playing like a, a complete bum. And, you know, it's you just got to see how it shapes out with this new look of the Cavs. I, like I said, after, you know, all the hoopla of like, oh, we got the new players, we got all this new stuff, what happens when they hit a rough patch like they did? Because th- there's only, I believe, 28 games left. So there's going to be some times where there's going to have a little losing streak and everything like that. So you got to see how they kind of adjust. Yeah. I think they're still going to steamroll in the Eastern Conference, but they're still going to get their ass whipped against Golden Shout State. Shout out to um, George Hill, who comes out with, he, he's going to get himself a contract with wherever LeBron goes next year because he said that LeBron is Batman. We're just a bunch of Robins. I'm Batman. So <laughs> yeah. George Hill got himself a contract for next year. He's playing nice-nice with LeBron so he yeah. can get a job next year. Well, he'll, he probably, he'll, he'll get a job, but I'm saying he'll be on a with, winning team next with, year. With LeBron, yeah. yeah. And another storyline, will the ba- uh, Boston Celtics bounce back from this rough patch that they've had that we talked about earlier uh, after the All-Star break? I think so. They're not going to be they're going to be playing Eastern Conference teams and I think that the break will be really really good for them. But again, it's the learning curve they had all the reason that they got off to such a, a hot start was because of those young players that they had and Tatum and and Brown and even though Brown's a second year player and uh, you know Rozier was playing really well. They're gonna. They hit a learning curve, and once they got that, also a scouting report on the guys. Yeah, once the once they kind of get a get a feel for for what you can do in the league, they're gonna adjust and they're gonna put, approach you differently. So the Celtics, you know, I think that they'll bounce back because the Eastern Conference is so bad. But when it comes to playing against teams like Cleveland and everything, I think that it's gonna be more difficult for them to really show out. And right. play well. I'll tell you what, though, if they had Gordon Hayward, I think I don't know for a fact that they would beat Cleveland because I always say you can't say, oh, they'll beat them until you actually do it. They're still the defending champs in the Eastern Conference, but yeah, well, it, I, they would give a better shot than what they have currently. I also think that the Celtics had a very easy schedule in the beginning of the year, 
Yeah, they did. They did. They have a really easy schedule, and now they're getting they're playing tougher teams in the West and the top, like I guess top teams in the East, and it's catching up on them. But I think the Celtics will be fine. I'd like to see them in a seven game series with Cleveland in the playoffs. That would probably be more entertaining than Toronto. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's the dumbest argument. People have been like, "Oh, Toronto versus uh, no, Cleveland. Toronto would get steamrolled." Yeah, no, they 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 did this two years ago when yeah. they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Was it? Yeah, the Eastern Conference Finals. Kyle Lowry disappeared for the first two games. He'll in Cleveland, disappear again, and then he came back for, in Toronto, and then he disappeared again. And they're like, you know, what happened to Kyle Lowry? It's like because uh, they're not a they're a regular season team and they don't do anything in the postseason. So it's like exactly. So yes, I th- and of course the storyline with Kyrie and LeBron, LeBron is just so much better than the Toronto Raptors. Like I like Demar Derozan. Kyle Lowry's a good regular season player, but like let's be let's be real. Yeah, that, would, that series would suck. Let's uh let's keep our last topic in the East with uh, John Wall and the Wizards. They've been a little rocky Ooh. lately. John Wall's got a lot of. Beef, I guess, with the Washington Woods organization and Mark Sean Gortat. Yeah. The Polish hammer. <laughs> but I guess they talked it out. Wall's currently hurt. So yes. He's out for, he was, when we reported it, or like, when, they, when like, it was reported, it was like eight weeks. So yeah. I think he's at least two or three into it. Yeah. So he'll, he'll be, be back ba- for the playoffs if they make it. Yeah. And, and like, it was a weird, like, exchange. Bradley Beal's like, we're playing good team ball. Like, I think he, like, emphasized team ball. And John Wall felt it, you know. John Wall's the best player on that team. And yeah, absolutely. And they're and they're like they're like, oh, the Wizards would, you know, everyone's like starting the conversation. Are they better with John Wall? Stop it. That is such a dumb argument. John Wall is the best player on that team. Bradley Beal's an All Star this year, but also is John Wall and John Wall using the eye test. Bradley Beal's a very good shooting guard, but John Wall is an overall better player, and he's clearly the best player on that team. Yeah. And to say that he's not a benefit to the to the team to make them better is just an idiotic statement. And I think, but it is, you know, John Wall, you know, said he's like, you know, it's interesting how Marcin is is saying this kind of stuff. If I'm the one getting him the ball. So it it looks like a interesting, uh, little relationship. John Wall, listen, come through New York to Brooklyn, the way you were supposed to get drafted to Brooklyn. And we got robbed. I know, I know you're a New Jersey guy. John Wall's from Jersey. And the Brooklyn Nets, you know. Is this your pitch to John Wall? This is my pitch to John Wall. John Wall, come through, man. We love you. Um, All right, let's move on to the Western Conference. Probably not, but okay. Yeah, so the big kind of deal with this is how— It's going to be that 4-5 in the West. Yeah, what's it going to look like? It's right as of now. It's Houston, Golden State, then San Antonio, then Minnesota, then OKC on the outside, along with Denver, who's about a game and a half out. So I think it's going to— be Houston, Golden State, one and two, whichever yeah. way that you want to shape it up. Yeah, of course, San, they're nine games up too. Yeah, San Antonio, the fat. Oh my God, they don't even have Kawhi Leonard, and they're just playing really well. Shout out to Lamarcus Aldrich, LA, playing well. Got them in the third seed. The, the stud on that team. Also, nice. Dejounte Murray's been playing really well at the point guard position. He has. So the real interesting part has got to be with the four, five, and six. I want to say because of their talent, OKC is going to end up being in the four, maybe the three. I don't know how well you know they can really do to get past San Antonio because San Antonio is just like rock steady and they're just going to continue to be that third seed, I believe, unless yep. you know someone goes down or they have a, a rough patch. But I think it's going to shape up. I don't see Denver. Well, although Denver gets Paul Millsap, Millsap back. back in a couple weeks, so that could really help them. I 
don't believe Minnesota will stay at four. I think it's honestly either going to be OKC or Denver with Millsap coming back that gets that four or five and then kind of jumble it around. Could be OKC, then Minnesota, then Denver, maybe Denver, Minnesota, OKC. So that's going to be really interesting because the first round of the playoffs in the Western Conference is going to be really good basketball and it's going to be must-see TV. And then, of course, you got the – the 8th, 7th, 8th, and ninth, and it's Utah and L.A. were to be an afterthought in the Western Conference, and now they're only about a half. L.A. is a half game out. Utah is a game out of the eighth Clippers, seed. L.A. Clippers. Yeah, L.A. Clippers. Yeah, we got to gotta make sure, you know, Lakers suck, so we got to make sure that you say that. So, I don't know. You think L.A. Clippers or Utah Jazz will be in the 7th and 8th? Well, let me, go, let me give you my uh, top five first. Uh, Houston and Golden State, you nailed it. One or two, whichever one they go. San Antonio, I think, will uh, stick it out at three just because of the, how well coached they are. Four, I could see, honestly, I, if Portland gets hot, Portland could jump to four. But I think Minnesota will hold it OKC at five or six. I think OKC has the power of picking whoever they want to play. So if they feel like they have a better chance against San Antonio and then it depends if Houston's the next round, then they'll play. They'll try to get that five. But if not, I think they'll throw a couple games try to get that six. Yeah, I think honestly, if they, I if I'm OKC, I'd much rather play against San Antonio than Minnesota because they don't have Kawhi Leonard, and, and he's kind. They'll, you know, it's likely that he'll probably get back for the postseason. But you don't. It's going to be tough to just throw a guy in there. I as think OKC is going to win. Whichever yeah. whoever they play, I think they're going to win the yeah, first round. I think because they got way way too much firepower. And like we said, they're post built for the postseason. I think that they'll really do well in the first round. And Will they get Robertson back? No, he's out for the year. Oh, okay. So, and it was kind of tough for them not to get uh, a guy at the trade deadline. But Jeremy Grant has stepped up pretty well, and they they just need the side guys to just be where they are, and then allow Westbrook, Mello, and Paul George to just be as be be what they are. So that's going to be interesting. Kind of sucks. I. I you but could I have made you could have made the argument that New Orleans could have moved up more if they, they still could, had, yeah. if they still had Cousins, but it's too bad with his Achilles injury and it's gonna be tough for him to come back. Man. I'd love it's to see bad. the Pelicans in that at the eighth. That's what I think because playoff Rondo is a different animal as well. If you think because if you if you think that they match up against Houston, I legitimately believe they can win. Yeah, everyone's like gassing Houston like they're gonna beat Golden State. Why? I'm just saying that I I could see no, the no, Pelicans no, making like, a run. Like why do people believe this? James Harden and Chris Paul suck in the playoffs. True. It's a fact. Like, you look at it, Chris Paul has blown two 3-1 leads. James Harden disappeared in the series against San Antonio. What evidence shows that they're going to – now, you know, in the regular season, everyone had question marks about how they played. They played well together, and they're they're playing good in the regular season. What happens when they ramp it up to an extra level, the highest level in the postseason? Yeah, you're completely true. My prediction is that they fold once again. Well, we'll see. But they we'll could see. prove they could prove me wrong because the Rockets it, it, have been winning. So we'll see been what winning, the story tells. But I am predicting a flop for the Houston Rockets in the postseason, and no way that they beat Golden State in May. Yeah. So so uh, let's go. Uh, let's take a quick break right here. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Talking True Hoops. Um, you know we're on iTunes as well. Sound uh, not SoundCloud. ITunes, yeah, we are on YouTube. SoundCloud too iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Yeah, we're on all of them. At Talking True Hoops. So definitely subscribe. Subscribe, listen, podcast, you know, give us a rating. Give us a rating, review, everything like that. So now we're headed in. 
we gave you guys, I think the first episode of the year was the power rankings. Power rankings. Now everyone's like, oh, you know, why wouldn't you do a power rankings for like each week? I think it's so dumb when they come out with the weekly power rankings because like the only times that you really care for a power ranking is at the beginning of the season, midway through, and then before the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's really where, and we'll do another one before the postseason, but this is kind of the point where you get a good feel for it because the weekly thing, it's like it, it just continues to go up and down. And there's just no point in, you know, jumbling all these different teams week to week. So we have our midway. You want to start 1 to 30 or 30 to 1? Let's go uh, 30 to 1. Let's give some like hype getting to yeah, the top yeah, 10. Yeah. Right? So go 30 to 25. We got the Suns. Mavericks, Hawks, Kings, or Magic, Kings, then the Nets. Yeah, no surprise there with any of them. Yeah, that's the kind of the the Nets though. They're they're moving up a little bit. I think that well, I mean the Nets are close. It depends. Like <laughs> they lose a lot of tough games, but that's who they are. They don't have that guy. Hopefully Russell's back. Maybe he'll close out games now in the second half of the season. Maybe they'll jump up to I guess like above the. You know, twenty-two. Who we have as the New York Knicks? Yeah. So oh, you, you spoiled. Yeah. So let, let, let's. I'll, I'll say the next five. Yeah. Because no surprises with these. Uh, we got at twenty-four the Memphis Grizzlies, twenty-three Chicago Bulls. Then we got the New York Knicks. Then twenty-one Charlotte Hornets and twenty, the L.A. Lakers. Rob, what yeah. do you think about your uh, Knicks the, there? Well, they're a little higher than what I thought. That I think that they'll drop towards the end of the season now that Chris stops Porzingis is out and they'll they're in uh, full tank mode. That's so. good for you. It isn't. It is good as a Knicks fan, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Memphis though is really surprising Very because surprising. we had them like at the beginning of the year we had them close to like the top, top 15, ten. Yeah. yeah, top ten, top fifteen. So, but the rest of it, Bulls, Hornets, Hornets are kind of like Hornets. In, very surprised actually. I thought they'd be a lot better in the. But they're still in that kind of like sixteen yeah. to twenty range, and the you know twenty ones. I think that's a it's a solid spot for them. Lakers have moved up because of Isaiah the, Thomas. Isaiah, Th- well, not even that because they went on a winning streak yeah. without Lonzo Ball in the lineup. But you know that's kind of everyone's like, oh, are they better without Lonzo? It's their first no. year. They just started to mesh really well. Josh Hart was playing really good all together and yep. been playing well. So now we'll go move on. At number nineteen, we got the Pistons. Then at eighteen. Utah Jazz, 17, the Miami Heat, 16, the L.A. Clippers, L.A. Clippers, number 15, the Indiana Pacers. So I think that's uh, the Pistons. That This is where, like, it can move back and forth really quick. Pacers All of these, drop. I think these five teams are, like, interchangeable. Like, they'll be moving up and down throughout the rest of the year because mm-hmm. just how they play, where they're seeded, you know? It, yeah, I think uh, the one team that I kind of see – to sort of stay there pretty high is probably Indiana because they, they've been playing extremely good ball all year. I think Miami too. Yeah, Miami's been playing good, and now, now they got Wade County back, so that that should be interesting to see. Clippers, and and you also got to take into account that the maybe the Clippers and the Jazz can move up because they're in the – or you got to keep them higher up because they're in the Western Conference True. and they're playing high, uh, better talent. So. Moving on, number 14, we got the Philadelphia 76ers. Trust the process. 13, New Orleans Pelicans. That one, I believe, could fall down. They could definitely fall. And the Sixers could fall. Mm, yeah, I, I think so. But I think the Sixers are kind of going to hit that hot streak. And I think they 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 could I'd like to see them people. in the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I think that they'll 
surprise some people and move up being that they're only two to three games out i think they could really move up to the fourth seed True. pretty easily so then you got so sixers pelicans number 12 we got the nuggets number 11 the washington wizards that's another one that i think that can fall because of the whole turmoil that's going on with john and wall john Wall's and, out, and so. he's out so and then uh number 10 we got the bucks so yeah the, i think the bucks will stay pretty pretty solid we'll hover around 10 yeah i think they'll stay there but the wizards i think could fall nuggets i think as as we yeah talked about with how they are in the sixth seed right now they could really move up after getting paul Millsap back and uh if they can get some good play and Jokic had a freaking triple double in the first half of the game fastest i think it was 17 minutes that he played to get a triple double. That's ridiculous basketball out of him. Yeah, the next five we got the Portland Trailblazers, Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, San Antonio Spurs, and the Boston Celtics. You know, we have our, you know, four out of those last five were from the West, which is no surprise because the West will dominate the top ten because they're talent. They're they just have a lot better talent, I guess, mm-hmm. or competitiveness out there. But you know. This is where I think it'll, it'll hover out the rest of the year like this. The Celtics could possibly move up into the top four, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how they play. But overall, that's what I see. How about uh, shout out, shout out to, to uh, the the Trailblazers? They've been playing really good basketball. They took they went head to head with KD had fifty points against them, and Damian Lillard just came out and shut the door on them, and they won that game against Golden State. I think they're a team that could really sneaky and move up if they continue to play well with him and McCollum. And uh, I think that's a really good team. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, and uh, OKC and San Antonio, those are kind of interchangeable. The Celtics, the only I think the reason that we have them higher, now kind of looking at it, it's like, mm, you know, OKC, because they're, they're an Eastern Conference team, and they've, they've hit a rough patch. So it's kind of difficult to kind of keep them at five. So I think that's the team that could really kind of move down uh, quicker rather than you know stay stay at stay at that five seed and then our top four we got the Toronto Raptors we the North then we got the Cleveland Cavaliers the Houston Rockets and then of course Dub Nation Dub City Golden State Warriors at number one I mean the Rockets have been can't can't deny them at the number one seed that they've been playing really good basketball and I think because they're in the Western Conference if you compare them with Cleveland and uh, Toronto, they're a better overall team. I don't know if in a postseason matchup against LeBron they would pull it off, but you got to respect them where they're at right now. Golden State, obviously, when you look at Golden State versus Houston, our feelings are that Golden State is the defending champs, and Houston has improved it in the postseason. So we got to look at them and say, Golden State, number one. Yeah, I think that yeah the Raptors could definitely fall out of there because I uh, and you keep referencing we the North it technically. Portland is actually farther north than Toronto. But we're not going to make a big deal about that, but that's just a fun fact, you know. Um, but, yeah, Cleveland, I could see they're going to stay at the three. They'll improve. They'll get that one seed maybe. We'll see. But they're definitely three, best team in the East. Mm-hmm. Warriors, Rockets, interchangeable up there. And that's basically well, it. I don't know about interchangeable. I think I- they are. Because if the Rockets, let's say the Rockets catch fire, and they go on a five-game winning streak, and the Warriors drop at least two out of the three, then the Rockets are sitting there two games up. And they're, they're, they're the best team in the West. Yeah, still not a believer in uh, James Harden. or We'll see what happens. Or but that's what ball. makes it fun. That is, Yeah, that's what, what makes it fun about the power rankings. So those are our updated power rankings. We'll probably 
put one out right before the postseason begins. That'll be fun. We've got 28 more regular season games, so that's what we have for the midseason power mm. rankings. Now we'll head into studs and bums, not for the week, though, for the first half of the NBA season. Nick, take it away. Yeah, we got our uh, midseason fantasy studs and bums. Let's start it off with the studs, you know. A man that we discussed earlier, Indiana Hoosier product, Mr. Victor Oladipo, balling out, balling out. He is definitely your stud from where he got drafted, his draft uh, projection at the beginning of the year. Probably like a top 60 kind of guy. Yeah, but his his production has been top 20, and there's no debate that he has been your stud on your fantasy team. Probably your best pick if you drafted him. You're probably thinking... I am a genius for the Victor Oladipo. I could probably be on ESPN giving some fantasy basketball advice. Yeah. Kudos to you, Victor Oladipo. You are the one of the studs of the first half. Another stud of the first half is TJ Warren from the NC State Wolf Pack. Woof. <laughs> TJ Warren. Wolf Pack. Yeah. Man. Well, TJ Warren has been balling out. Yeah. And I... and I think TJ Warren. I was high at, with him coming out of uh, high school. Not not high school, coming out of college. Going to the Phoenix Suns, I think they have something going on there with Booker, Josh Jackson, and TJ Warren at the two to four. Yeah, hopefully it like maybe with that Phoenix Suns team shows a little bit more promise. Yeah, he's averaging nineteen point three points per game, one steal a game, he's a good solid defender, one point four assists, five point one rebounds. So from where you were looking at him like in the draft, like you were probably drafting him. Late picks. Top, like, one, maybe top 150, maybe. Oh, for sure. So, and he's putting up at his position. At 20 sw- points. Yeah, he's putting Yeah, he's putting up uh, He's like, position ranked around 12, and he's, like, top th- uh, 40 overall. So, he's a, just a, been an absolute surprise so, for the year. And he's just been playing really good basketball. Yeah, TJ Warren, I love the kid. You know, I'm, obviously, I've been talking about how high I've been on the kid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to him. He's been a stud. Let's go to bums. I drafted this man in my fir- in my second round, Mr. Miles Turner from Indiana Pacers. He is the opposite of Victor Oladipo on the Sucks. Pacers. He is a bum. He's only averaging fourteen and six in his third year. Come on, Miles Turner. I thought he would be a lot better than this at this point. Rob, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, he's uh, even though Indiana's playing well, Miles Turner has been a huge disappointment in his third year, and. He's. I don't know if he'd catch fire in the second half and kind of get back to where he was, but for the first two years that people were having, he was like, whoa, this guy's a, a absolute fantasy surprise. Like He's a guy that could get you double-double, no problem, maybe give you a couple games where he scores around 20, 25 points, but not looking like that. His rebounds are at 6.6 average. you got to get that up to around nine. You're a big man. That's Brook Lopez yeah, numbers. Nine or ten, yeah, exactly. Brook Lopez numbers. <laughs> And he's only averaging 13.5 points. Miles Turner, man. Well, listen. Get, get it together. He could bounce back. He's a player that I could see bouncing back in the second half. He can make noise in the playoffs if he heats up. Yeah. So shout out to him for that. But, but we still, don't care. He we, is a bump from at, Texas. For fantasy, we don't care about postseason. We need regular season numbers. Miles Turner. Miles Turner, the rookie from Texas, Jared Allen, is outplaying you right now on the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets. Mo Bamba from College, Texas, center, is also outplaying you right now. So get get. Get it together. Get it together. Get it all right? together. Another bum is Nick Batum. All right? Bum-toon. <laughs> he is a bum. I like what you did there. Yep. He is only averaging 
12 points and four rebounds and five assists. Nicholas Batum, what are you doing? The Frenchman is all over the place. Yeah, he, where people... $100 million <laughs> man. I think he missed the first... He missed a couple weeks, but still. Yeah, bump. he's uh getting a lot of money, making more than anybody on that team. He's making more than the All-Star. Shout out Kemba Walker. Party! And he's such he's he's playing like where he has to be a scorer as well on the team, and he's just not doing he it. Sucks, yeah. I, it's too bad. Last year I had him on my roster last year, and he was actually pretty solid. He only missed a couple games, a couple weeks maybe, but this year only twelve points, four point seven assists, four point three rebounds. You know, you're expecting a little more from overall on that Charlotte team. It's not like you know, looking at the opposite side of the spectrum. Dwight Howard's been playing a crazy on that Charlotte team, but. You know, Batum, he's uh, not not very good for uh, for Charlotte and for fantasy. He's definitely a bum for the first half of, yeah, of the big season. big time, especially where people were drafting him. He's a bum. Yeah, especially. So, moving on, we'll go back. College basketball is really heating up. Oh, big time. Big time. March Madness. March right selection, around the corner. Selection Sunday is about two to three weeks away. And then the conference uh, tournaments start up. So, we're going to come back with some uh, big man on campus this week. Who's the BMOC? Let's find out. We got DeAndre Ayton, the, what is it, the Bahamas product. Yeah. Out of, uh, where is that? Nassau, Bahamas. Nassau, Bahamas, yeah, he's from there. He's yeah. playing really well. 19.7 uh, points per game, 10.9 rebounds per game, 1.5 assists. He's uh, number one overall pick. Yeah, most people are thinking he's going to be the number one I overall so. pick. And uh, he's a big dude, 250, 7'1". In his last games, he played, let's see, Arizona State, got 25 and 16 against them. Then, three blocks. Uh, yeah, three blocks against USC, got 18 and 7. And uh, he's, a, he's a double double machine, to be honest with you. And he's, uh, you know, they have had, had a couple losses in the past week or past couple weeks, but uh, Arizona's holding pretty solid at 21 and 6, and they've just been playing really good basketball. Listen, DeAndre Aiden is, to me, clear cut obvious first overall pick he is a man amongst boys and just watching him amazes me he's a big that could hit three throws his that's, field a, goal, that's a rare occurrence his now. field goal percentage is is great he's just overall like I would take this guy and build my organization around him he he could get rebounds like he, he's such a good rebounder like the ball he goes for the ball. The ball doesn't come to him mm-hmm. if you look at the games and that's what you want from a big man he's a rim protector I always need those. Always need it. So uh, overall, usually we've been giving out like studs, um, big guard. man on campuses that have been like balling out, but like not some like last two Bronson and the guy from St. John's haven't been. They're not first round picks. Yeah, yeah. But this guy right here is the best player in college basketball. You definitely got to recognize him. They have a game coming up against Oregon State on Thursday. Probably gonna absolutely tear that up. Hopefully, for yep. DeAndre Ayton. And uh, for the tournament, I mean, Arizona could really uh, they make could turn some, some noise. Names, yeah, yeah with, they could make Aiden some, and Trier. Yeah, they could really make some noise with those with the, with these guys that they got. Mm. And Aiden overall, just a great great player, man. And uh, that's our that's our our big man on campus for this week. And that's the podcast for this week. Once again, thank you for listening. Definitely hit us with the subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Give us the follow on Twitter. Instagram, definitely hit us up with any, you know, hot takes that you may have, any questions or anything like that. Really appreciate it. 
So for Nick Paravalos and Robert Schlatter, this is the Talking Troops Podcast. We will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Talking True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talking True Hoops.